Hello and welcome to The Rundown, where we talk about 2A news and conservative views. I will be your host today, Craig DeLuz, coming at you from the West Coast, the Left Coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. But as, as we all know, I do not do this program by myself. Nope, my name is Mike Piroworski. I come to you live from the East Coast, the coast with the most from the co-host with the most here on The Rundown, 2A views, conservative news. Craig, before I ask you about how your week is, how was your weekend? Oh, my weekend was phenomenal. I, I basically relaxed. The weather was great. Uh, did some a few honeydews around the yard and stuff like that, but pretty much chilled. Very nice. Very nice. Um, Saturday was mostly a work day. That's a, you know, that's a media day for me. And then um, I did fly a little in the, in the morning on Saturday. Flew very early on the morning on Sunday to the point where... I went and had uh, Sunday brunch over at the uh, the cigar bar with a little of K- Kentucky's finest sip and juice. Nice, nice. Yeah, that sounds phenomenal. Yeah. Yep. E- excellent, Good excellent. So that's uh, there. They, I can't think of a better way to spend the weekend. Well, uh, you know, one or two ideas come to mind, but nothing we can uh, you know, <laughs> say. In front of people, you know. Nothing, nothing you can say. Nothing you can say around the family. Nothing on the record, you know? Nothing on the record. There you go. There you go. I'm all down with that one. I'm all down with that one. So, hey, why don't we go ahead and uh, give a shout out to our sponsor so that we can go ahead and get started for the day. Let's say hello to our good friends over at Hitman Industries. Hitman Industries. Hitman Industries. You got yourself an AR. Odds are you probably already have one of their barrels, but now you can get a new one for, uh, you know, project build you're doing or a, uh, uh, you may want to replace the one in in the rifle you have now. So hitmanindustries.net. Uh, let's say hello to the California Republican Assembly. You know, that's the uh, fighting a good fight behind the enemy lines there. They need your assistance anytime they can. You know what that's like over there trying to fight Mussolini, a.k.a. El Dushi. Uh, then you have, uh, if you want some good combat gear, excellent web gear, tactical gear, go to uscombatgear.com. That's right, folks. These are our sponsors. These are the people who make it possible for us to come to you. So do us a favor. Go ahead and go to them. Visit their websites. Check them out. And if you like what you see, spend a few dollars with them. And make sure that you tell them that the guys over at The Rundown sent you. Also, dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Also, if you have not already done so, please take a moment, like, share, subscribe, like, share, subscribe, encourage your friends to watch and or listen to the program because folks, there are tons of ways in which tons of ways in which you can partake of the rundown, encourage them to find one of those ways, whether it's wherever you find your, 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 uh, your video podcasts or wherever you want to listen to your audio podcast, you can find the rundown. There you go, Craig, before we, uh, we jump into too much meat of the show here. Uh, I know we normally wait till Wednesday to talk about the weekend, but I have to talk about the weekend now because we got a hurricane coming this week in Florida, which means the weekend started this morning. Florida, when we get a hurricane, it's a weekend all week, baby. It's party time all week long. Hey, can't come to work. I'm hurricane prepping. Oh, can't go do that. I'm hurricane prepping. All we're doing is out trying to buy up all the Corona we can find. That's what we do here in Florida. (laughs) Yeah, we we know that. Unfortunately, you know, it's one of those things. I think I think in many areas, when it comes to certain uh, quote unquote uh, weather related issues, uh, it's never really as bad in the in the place where you are 
uh, in the place where it occurs, it never really seems as bad as the rest of the country makes it because you have the national news that makes it seem like, oh my God, there's a hurricane heading towards Florida. They're all going to die. So, hurricanes are the way that for you know a week we get rid of all the out-of-staters. Out of we send them away because we're like, oh my God, you have to leave. We're going to die. You know, if you, you don't have enough bread, you don't have enough water, you have to go. And so we, we make everybody evacuate and then we stay behind and drink beer. It's just margaritas and and, uh, and Peronas. I don't know what it is about hurricanes. It says must drink Mexican beverages all week long uh, and not go to work. And listen, I've been a boss, right, many, many times. And I'll have an employee call in and go, I can't come in. We're doing hurricane prep. And I'm like, you're from Florida. I know what you're doing. I know, I know what, what you're doing. Well, life in Florida, it is what it is. I think it's the hurricanes that keep you all a little hurricanes and the humidity that 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 keeps florida uh interesting yeah humidity is uh listen you uh you think that uh minorities were oppressed in the 60s here in this country you should come here feel the oppression of the humidity all right that's that's real oppression. <laughs> that's uh that, that shit will keep you down forever uh, i i have been there i've been i don't know that i've been there during well no i take that back i was there during once during the summer and it was definitely quite humid it was like you Literally, it's like there's almost no point of taking a shower because you take a shower, you come out, and you never get dry. Yeah, yeah, just exactly never. right. You give up on the idea of not sweating. You just want to make sure you don't stink. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's just one of those we we all make allowances, you know, like yeah. like uh, yeah. we just get it. So yeah, so uh, I'll be uh, I may be in and out during the program. Uh, it's Hurricane Prep Week, so uh, I may have to go see if they've got any more Corona up at the local convenience store. But we'll, we'll be good. All right. Well, we will be looking out for you, sir. We'll be looking out for you. Right, let's you, go ahead and get you. into uh, today's stories. Uh, the first one, Mike. Oh, wait, wait. I, I need to let you introduce this one, Mike, because this is your girl, Jen Psaki. And uh, I think, uh, you know, we, we all know the uh, how you feel about, you know, your favorite redhead. So I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce this particular story. All right, I don't know much about the story other than it had her picture, so I saved it. Um, <laughs> let's see. It's, uh, uh, that's my girl, Jen. Uh, you know, I, I love to uh, track stories with her. In fact, Craig, I, I think I even texted you last weekend about about, about her. So, you know, um, <laughs> it's, uh, that was during happy hour or last call or something like that. I don't remember now. Um, so she, she is uh, she is now, uh, she's, she's moved on. She's over there at uh, MSNBC, right? She's, uh, she's doing her, uh, her commentary over there. And she uh, she flat out said uh, this week or this weekend that, uh, listen, if if this midterm election uh, is a referendum on Biden, well, then uh, the Democrats are going to fail and they're going to fail hard. Well, and she she said, now, if it was a def, uh, you know referendum on like, you know, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, then, you know, the Democrats would do good. But you're, you're talking about one tiny obscure congressperson versus the president and his entire policies for the whole country. I, I think we know where the referendum's going. Well, most definitely, Mike. You know, the interesting thing about this story that gets me is, uh, you know, I think she's trying to establish her bona fides as a, as a news and media commentator. At least she is being honest. And someone who's coming from, uh, coming in, not just coming from the White House, uh, but someone who was, uh, who, who was the communications person in that with this within this white house knows and understands exactly what the problem is and exactly how she knows how hard it was to try 
and uh, make Biden look coherent, to make his policies look like they made sense. Uh, and there's a reason why so many times she talked about circling back because she figured by the time it circled back, she was going to be out of there making money, talking trash about the White House because, well, can, is there anything really good that you can say about this White House? Uh, hold on. Let me wait. I think I had some over here about it. It was wait. Maybe it was over. No, no, no. Absolutely nothing. There's absolutely nothing substantive that you can say good about this White House, which all the more reason why, you know, when I when I was talking with a, 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 one of my fellow school board members who is on the other side of the aisle and I'm, I'm we're talking about Biden and we're talking about Gavin Newsom. And it's just it was amazing to me. It's like, what world are you living in that you think these two are doing a good job by all objective indications? By all objective measures, they are failing. One is failing California, one is failing California, and the rest of the nation, if not the world. Uh, and there's no indicators at all that they are doing. I mean, race relations are the worst they've ever been. The economy is in the toilet. Um, crime is through the roof. Uh, international relations, none of our friends trust us to be there for them. And none of our enemies fear or respect us. How are these, how, how can you even remotely believe that he is doing a good job? And yet and still. Yeah, you know, this, uh, this administration reminds me of a, like a dead fish at the, at the, at the water's edge. You ever been, you know, whether it's the lake or the, you know, the you know, ocean on a calm day and you've got, uh, you got a dead fish. And it's laying there. It's floating. It's floating. You know, it's it's upside down. Right. And it's floating there, and everybody's like, "It's like, man, that that's something that's just dead right there. That's not going anywhere. It's 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 horrible." And every, and then then there's a ripple in the water, and the Democrats go, "No, look, it moved. It moved. See, it's okay. It's okay." <laughs> and, and, and that's, kick, that's try to kick it back out into the ocean. <laughs> like, no, it's it's good. No, it's good. Yeah, you tie a rock around it so it sinks. Yeah, it's just yeah. <laughs> No, it's fine. You can't see it anymore. Yeah, that's it's that's how I see this administration. It is horrible, and that's that's exactly how this administration is. And um, even people on the inside are recognizing. I mean, if, when the mainstream media is starting to point out how bad it is, you know, they're like, "Yeah, yeah we give up, Biden, you're yeah. done." I think part of it also, though, is that they need a Republican president because it'll bring their numbers back up. They need someone that they can beat up on. Because they're not yes. bothering to actually do their job with this president. They're carrying water for or they're, they're not as much carrying water. They're just not talking bad about him. They're not praising him. They're just not talking bad about him. Um, I, I honestly think CBS is close. I think CBS, I, I know I said this last week, and I got no love for CBS. I think they're going to be the first ones to turn on him. In fact, Greg, I, I bet you CBS uh, teaches them to tweet. And oh, then, my. And then, could you imagine if he started tweeting in the middle of the night? You know, I just want right, to know. Right, right. I just want to know if he's going to tweet in the middle of the night. I just yeah. want to know how. I just do me a favor, Joe. If you do that, go reuse the word "badakatakef care" so I can learn how it's spelled. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I don't want any pictures, though, Joe. Not when I, right. I feed myself. I, right. you know, I, I also, feed. I also want to know exactly what you said when you said my butt's been wet. I want to know exactly <laughs> what that is. That was. I want to know what that was. Not what it's you meant for it to be. I want to know what you actually said. <laughs> you you got him in between shots, so that's probably what he meant. 
Walk around right, like that, a like a good boy with a clean butt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> good story. All right, Jen. Jen, your boy Mike's calling you out. He wants you to come. He wants you to come visit. All right. Uh, my boy, my friend, my uh, uh, compadre, we'll call him, Gavin Nussolini, uh, otherwise known as El Douche, <laughs> or El Douche, <laughs> the douche. Uh, he, uh, he was in New York all, uh, last week, but he decided to also make a stop in Texas. Uh, once again, and I don't know what it is with him where he feels he needs to go and try and badmouth Republican governors or badmouth re- Republican states, or let me clarify, states where Californians are leaving. It's like, dude, we left California to, they left California to leave you. They don't want you coming to visit them in free America. But he decided to go to Texas. Now, the funny part about it is, is that, uh, you know, the money he is spending to travel there, uh, he's not supposed to be spending because, Mike, there is a travel ban on 22 different states where Gavin Newsom is not supposed to be going, or at least no state money is supposed to be spent on travel. Now, there is an exemption for security. So if the basically if the governor goes there, uh, they can, uh, you know, the security team, and by the way, he has a rather large and expensive security team. Uh, they are allowed to travel with him in order to protect him. And quite frankly, in place in, in most of these 22 states, I would suggest that he have security because most of the people in those states don't like him. They either uh, are there and they see what he's done in California and they say stay away, or they're from California and they had to leave California because of him. But, Mike, I just find it interesting that uh, Democrats would pass this sort of travel ban stuff, make it so that you're not really allowed to travel there, you're not allowed to spend state dollars, except there's one person who gets to exempt themselves or will exempt themselves, and that's the governor, Gavin Nussolini. Don't do as I do, Craig. Do as I say. That, you know, that's that's his entire policy, right? How many times do we have to see that, you know, with him uh, – eating at restaurants or going to uh, ball games, whatever it happens to be during the, the COVID emergency. We don't have to do uh, what he, what he does. We just can't, we can't do what he does. We just have to do what he says. It's, it's just, I mean, he might as well be, you know, Benito Mussolini with, with these kind of rules. Uh, you know, he's, he's literally the, the tyrant or the emperor that does what he wants uh, and does not care about the restrictions placed on the normal people. No, because we're normal people. We're not. We are neither as intelligent as him. We are neither as blessed or anointed as him. Uh, we, you know, there's a reason why we have to wear masks and sit six feet apart when we want to eat at a restaurant, but he does not. Um, there's a reason why our children have to sit in front. Had to sit in front of a computer monitor, uh, and and uh, learn. And uh, his children did not. And that's because, well, he's blessed and anointed, and he is the great Gavin Mussolini, and uh, we're just the peasants. He is all all hail El Dushi. We all, all the peasants. Hail. Excuse that's me, good. mate. Excuse me. Might I get an education, sir? <laughs> <laughs> can I get hey. a bite? Can I can I pull my mask down so I don't have to eat? <laughs> no. You know, the best one I ever saw, Craig, is uh, History of the World Part 1, right? Where uh, Mel Brooks is standing there, and he's the, he's the king of France, and it's right before the revolution. And he says, 
these are my people. They love me. And then he says, pull. And the catapult throws people up in the air and he shoots them with the shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wee wee, Michelle. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Wee wee, Michelle. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> <laughs> si, you look like the piss boy. <laughs> <laughs> and you look like a bucket. Of- <laughs> oh, man. You couldn't make that movie today. No, you can't even talk about it. We're probably going to get banned. You can't even talk about about it. it. Look, we, you see, we're like, okay, yeah, I mean, we're not going to use all the words. (laughs) But for those of you who get it, you get it. So if you don't get it, you missed out. Sorry. Yeah. All right, we're moving right along. Oh, Ghost Gun Band. Now, uh, Ghost Guns are basically firearms that, uh, well, there's. There's there another word for home manufactured or, or home built firearms. Uh, they call them ghost guns because supposedly you cannot track them because they don't have a serial number. The stupid thing about that idea is that uh, you know a firearm that had a serial number scratched off can't be tracked either. Uh, we also know that they're not doing a very good job of tracking firearms that do have serial numbers, but that's a whole other story. Anyway. There was a temporary injunction that was put in place uh, in Delaware, basically making it so that they would not be able to enforce uh, the ghost gun restrictions, which are basically limitations on an an individual's ability to be able to sell, uh, manufacture, or purchase uh, firearm parts, in particular uh, a lower, uh, 80% lower uh, without a serial number. Um, I think it was interesting, Mike, that they didn't put in place a permanent injunction, but they at least went as far as putting in a temporary injunction. And usually federal judges only put in place a temporary injunction if they believe that there's a strong likelihood that uh, the individual will win the case. So it basically says that he's basically saying signaling that uh, unless he hears something in oral arguments uh, or something in, in, in any additional briefs, uh, he's probably going to wind up overturning this ban. Yeah, this is a, a, a Delaware law signed into uh, law the, within the past couple months, uh, passed by the legislature, signed by the governor into law. And uh, it, was, it was challenged. And yeah, the, 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 like you said, Craig, the Fed judge said, no, 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 that's, that's unconstitutional. Here's the reasons. Um, and, and, I, and you're right, he, uh, they, did, they, they did not put the the full injunction, permanent injunction in place because he gave the opportunity to the, uh, the, the, the complainant here to bring more information that would show that. So it, it's, uh, it seems like ghost guns now are, are, are getting bit, uh, because you have a, you have a, a judge here who paid attention to the law, uh, and the recent ruling from Bruin and used that standard as given down by, uh, you know, justice Thomas and the, in the, uh, uh, in the majority uh, opinion there of how to examine Second Amendment cases. Federal judges now using that standard are going, eh, these gun laws are unconstitutional. You know, it's amazing what a difference a year can make in terms of some of these decisions. And we're seeing more and more of these decisions that are coming down uh, in the favor of of the Second Amendment. Um, we're going to see a lot, we're going to start to see folks a lot of challenges to laws that are being put in the put, put on the books in order to restrict uh, or in order to restrict our rights. And now they're all, first of all, there's, there's, there's cases that are currently in the pipeline that are all being relooked at and reconsidered uh, as, as directed by the Supreme Court. And then there are 
the, the laws that are going to be challenged because, well, you have a lot of municipalities and states that are basically trying to thumb their nose at the Supreme Court. And you're going to see all of those get shot down as well, because there's no legitimate way in which most of these laws are going to be able to stand. Uh, and uh, you're going to see some left some lefties lose their minds. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Um, and that's uh, uh, it continuing to roll, right? We can watch them come down. These little decisions like this, the ones out of, you know, Texas, uh, you know, dealing with, uh, with, with very similar issues. And, oh, well, oh, well, so, sorry about your luck. I guess you're just going to have to go sit back and take it because that's what you told us we had to do. Well, exactly. And, and for the longest time, we allowed the status. And I say statists because I don't want to call them liberal or conservative justices because there were some of those justices that were appointed by Republicans. Um, right. But uh, there are, they are status. In other words, there are people who believed in giving the government more power uh, over people. And, uh, you know, our it's nation was founded yeah. on the idea of, you know, of the people, by the people, and for the people. And, uh, and it's nice that we have a Supreme Court that believes in the rights of the people, not the rights of the government. Yes. And, uh, yes, now, understood and agreed. Now, according to some folks, people who believe in stuff like that, people who believe in individual rights and individual responsibility, uh, people who believe in American exceptionalism, who believe that, uh, you know, who we are and what we've done is, was not an, as a nation is not an accident, but based on the values upon which our, our country was founded, people who desire to make America great again. When I say make America great again, it's not that we're not great right now. It's that we're right now not, we are, we are getting away from the values that made, the values and the principles that made this country uh, what it is, right? Uh, because those values are deemed by some folks, including the Department of Education in the state of Maine, uh, it's considered to be uh, MAGAism, is considered to be covert racism or white supremacy. Now, mind you, MAGAism is really a, for lack of a better term, it's a political movement, political organization, political, it's not even an organization, it's political movement, I would say. Now, I don't understand where a department of education is supposed to be in the pro in, in, in any play any role in the idea of politics, but that's exactly what they're doing here. When they labeled, uh, they, they, they have a video where they labeled MAGA, uh, to be covert racism and white supremacy. And yet, and still Mike, they positively refuse to remove the video. Well, why we're in charge. We, why should we have to, you know, do what you tell us to do? Um, you know, I, I, I don't know what this, if this comes down with the, you know, did they fire the director there or whatever it is, or did, you know, they leave them in place. But, um, I, I, I don't, I mean, I, I don't get the whole, it's almost like a, the entitled atmosphere has, has gone into the workplace now and they say, well, I don't have to do it because I know I'm right. Well, you're good. You could be right at home on the unemployment line. That's just, I, you know, I, I don't know why more, more jobs and more employment don't do that as well. Um, you know, it's humorous to me, Craig, I, I I've been to Maine, I've, I've visited there, you know a couple of times always had a great time um if i had one word to describe maine though it would be white okay. all right it's just you know that's it's white um there's oh i you know i'm sure there's some minorities in portland area but in the rest of maine it's just you know maybe, maybe that's it maybe it's the city of portland the one city they have of fighting against the rest of uh you know the uh, the country folks that live there uh in, in the woods or in the in the hills of maine 
right, here's some of the things in this education video. Here's some of the things that they consider to be uh, covert racism and white supremacy. Things like colorblindness, meaning you believe that all people are equal and you don't necessarily judge people based on their race. That is considered white supremacy. Uh, having white parents. Yeah, that's white supremacy. Self-segregating neighborhoods and schools. So in other words, if you want to create a black-only school or you want to live in a, in, in, in an ethnic, a, a Europe, a, 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 a Afri mostly black neighborhood, yeah, you are now a white supremacist. Uh, let's see here. Mass incarceration. So putting people in jail who commit crimes is considered white supremacy. Um, let's see here. Uh, not believing in big experiences of BIPOC. Uh, paternalism. MAGA. There you go. Victim blaming. Yep. MAGA. Uh, yep. Anyway, booch oh, bootstrap theory. In other words, believing that individuals should be able to pull them, should try to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. That is considered White supremacy. Ooh, here's a good one. All lives matter. So in other words, all lives don't matter. If all lives matter to you, then you are a white supremacist. Um, I like a Col Columbus Day. Oh yeah, Columbus, Columbus Day, Day is white is white supremacy. Uh, claiming say reverse racism. You know what? Paternalism is so paternalism is so racist. It's so white supremacy that they have it in here twice. Uh, ooh, weaponizing whiteness. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I, I like um, just oh. saying um, you're so articulate. That makes you a uh, uh, covert racist. By the way, now this is a great one. Believing we are quote unquote post-racial. Now, is it just me or did former President Barack Obama coin the phrase post-racial? I, I don't really listen to him, so I couldn't tell you. I, anyway, well, I'm just... I, I just, Mike, I'm looking at all of these and I'm like, all of these things, it's like all of these things are white supremacy. I, it, uh, assuming good intentions are enough. Uh, not challenging racist jokes. Uh, yeah, well, I challenge your racist jokes, in particularly if they're not funny. Um, cultural appropriation, uh, Eurocentric beauty standards. I just, man, I look at all this stuff and I'm like, Really? This is what you are teaching our children. Anyway, they refuse to, to they refuse to remove once again MAGAism. MAGA. If you're MAGA, if you support making America great again, uh, then you are a racist, and you are a white you're supremacist. Craig, so I, I guess said, I'm a white supremacist. Yeah, you are. You are. I I I said um, that uh, main. I it just it was it was very 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 white um, while I was there. And I'm not saying the good good thing or bad thing, but and I'm trying to figure out how someplace that has a you know a majority uh, a higher than average majority of of white inhabitants i guess um how that could become a uh you know how could they be, be called racist and white racist and now after seeing that list and seeing those pictures craig on the side this is self-hate that's what this is if you look at those people this is that young generation of oh my god we're so wrong for what we did 100 years ago that this is now racist that's well, that's what this is. This is this is the 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 school board and those individuals in there, those woke mm -hmm. individuals that have gone to you know the Berkeleys and the uh, and uh, the Boston universities, those kind of places, and now they're all woke and they've gone back to Maine with their self hate to declare their own state racist. You know, the thing is, I've been reading a, I've been reading a book called A Case for Nationalism, and it, it's funny because they in this book, first of all, they misname and they they mischaracterize exactly what nationalism is. Uh, they try to make it synonymous with racism, with 
with fascism, with Nazism. And really, nationalism has been around, and you can have nationalism on the right or on the left, but the idea is recognizing that, you know, we have a nation, and this nation is made up of people who speak a common, generally speak a common language, we have a common culture, uh, and we have borders a place that that identifies us as a as a particular nation and it's a it's recognizing that those shared values those shared things uh have led us to where we are and uh it's it's taking pride in recognizing we need to hold on to those things because they helped us get to where we are it's kind of like you know Imagine, imagine being in a plane and, and, and being a pilot in a plane and then denouncing everything that has to do with aeronautics and saying, we need to get rid of all of these, all of these tools, all of these things that uh, uh, have to do with flight. But Mike, you, you're doing it while you are mid-flight. What is going to happen to that airplane and, and all of the people that are on it? Uh, insurance payouts. That's what you're going to get. Um, <laughs> Big checks, big checks. Um, yeah, it, uh, it's just self-destructive, Craig. Uh, you know, right. we, we all understand that we see this happen. And this is, this is the same thing that's going to happen to these, you know, you know woke, self-hating, uh, you know, um, uh, TDS sufferers. Yep. Right, exactly. And by the way, uh, Trump is just the symbol. And that's, what, that's the point is they realize that because... The reason why they focus on Trump is because there's so many aspects of his personality that are not that people don't like. They see him as an effective uh, stand-in for the values. Because the problem is, if they actually go after and openly attack the values, then all of a sudden they realize that people who who would otherwise might otherwise be on their side, people they're, they're like, no, wait a minute, I believe in that. Yeah, yeah. no, no, I believe in that too. Like, are you people crazy? <laughs> That's it. Yep. Insane in the membrane there. Insane in the membrane. All right, let's move on to our parting shot. Speaking of being insane, our first one here is in honor of uh, our story about our friend Gavin Mussolini. Um, I think he is going to visit all of the states uh, in which Californians have left. Uh, it's probably, I believe the reason why he's able to do so is because his trip is probably being financed by U-Haul. Because he is the U-Haul sales person of the month, and he wins it every single month in the state of California. Uh, and I think that he's going to those states because U-Hauls tell him, hey, dude, you got to get some of our U-Haul trucks back. And, and listen, you're exactly right. Listen, um, to rent a U-Haul, and folks, go ahead and do this exercise. Uh, you can go on their website. To rent a U-Haul from, say, California to Texas is, I'm just going to make up a number, uh, $1,000, right? But if you want to take one from Texas to California, it's like 20 bucks. It's the same thing going from New York to Florida right now. Thousand bucks to come down, 20 bucks to take it back. Um, because so many of their trucks have gone from your woke states to the free states that you all can't get their trucks back. Nobody's bringing them back. Uh, now, they're meant to design to be one way. That's true. But they never, they never you know, foresaw this uh, mass right. exodus from, from certain states and nobody coming back. Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, in honor of uh, of Mike and uh, their uh, uh, hurricane status, uh, you folks really have to kind of understand exactly how Floridians see hurricanes. And and I think this one right here really kind of lays it out. So you have Floridians versus hurricanes. You want to describe this one for the folks, Mike? Uh, 
All right, so it's a, it's category one and two, right? And uh, so that's that's us Floridians standing there saying, um, um, I'm sorry, did you say something? That's, don't even talk to me about a one or two. Um, number three, you finally have the Floridian going, huh? What? And we, you might take a look at it. And category four and five, that's the, all right, let's go get the Mexican beer. Let's go get it and put it in our and water and, and bread and toilet paper. Then we're good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that one is hilarious. That one is hilarious. Uh, now, right now, as they are preparing for their upcoming hurricane, uh, this is probably also, this also, I think, kind of fits Florida. Uh, there you go. You can see the 11 a.m. Uh, hurricane advisory uh, tracking the uh, spaghetti model there, and uh, it's probably coming into the central Florida area. And then you've got uh, Squidward from SpongeBob, like, taking his glasses off to look to the side and go, what? And he goes, oh, yeah, it's nothing important. And he goes back to reading his paper. There you go. Let's get a close-up, though, Mike, of that, uh, of that actual, of the actual storm tracker right there. I think there's something that we're missing. Yeah, the spaghetti models, uh, you know, they, they tell different stories as they, as they, you know, which way, way they could come, depending on which service they can come. But, uh, um, you're, but clearly you could see here that there's going to be some sort of movement through the uh, central and southern Florida area there with the spaghetti model. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Yeah, we recognize. I've seen that message somewhere before. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's eerily familiar, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yep. All right, Mike, before we head out, because it is about that time, let's give another shout out to our sponsors. Let's say hey to our good friends at Hitman Industries. That's hitmanindustries.net, hitmanindustries.net. Make sure you reach out for them for all your barrel needs. The California Republican Assembly, uh, make sure you, uh, you know, a little dollar dollar bill, y'all, a little action there. They need, they need your assistance. And then, of course, uscombatgear.com for all your uh, your tactical gear needs. Yes, folks. Once again, these are our sponsors. They bring us to you. So why don't you do us a favor? Go to them. Follow the link in the description of this program. Spend some money with them and tell them that the guys over at The Rundown sent you. With that, once again, we are going to call it a day. We're going to have some uh, fun with the rest of our Monday, fun day, gun day. And we'll be back tomorrow on Taco Tuesday. Hurricane Tuesday.